The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of you. Are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, too, the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the screen is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you want to watch that and you want to catch that, uh, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it on whatever device you've got, and then click on the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner, and uh, that'll take you over into the chat on Rumble. Uh, we are streaming live to Rumble over there. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel. So uh, be sure to join us in the chat over on Rumble. We're also streaming live 
on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there. And we appreciate those guys giving us a spot there. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, you get uh, all the articles we put out each day on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You get those in your inbox between 7 and 8 Eastern usually is when they go out. And um, <clears throat> that includes the morning show archive. So anything you see here uh, will be in there. Okay. Uh, and then right above where we are streaming live is if you if you would like to help keep us out there and keep the message going that we present both on the radio, the Internet, and among the people, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us uh, monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, and we do appreciate your support very, very much. I've got two short little videos I'm going to play. Um, I've got a, a, a good one today, uh, one that is not bad news and stuff, and then I've got one that uh, kind of jumps off of what we one of them that I played yesterday, uh, which was on fluoride. And this one is fluoridization, the worst recycling practice in the world. It runs about two minutes. Check this out. Procter & Gamble announces Crest Toothpaste with Floristan, its exclusive fluoride compound, world's greatest weapon against decay. Look, Mom, no cavities. Former employees of Occidental Chemical Corporation have filed a lawsuit against the company. They say they have life-threatening diseases like leukemia, emphysema, and toxic brain syndrome. For years, doctors struggled to diagnose them, but finally they found a common link. It was fluoride. It's a byproduct that they can't do anything with. It's a poison, so they sell it. You allow industry to use your water supply to dispose of their hazardous waste. It was a scam from the get-go. It is a means of getting rid of fluoride. It's a disposal mechanism. It's bizarre. Fluoridation is the worst recycling practice in the world. So, you're Alcoa in the 1930s, a giant corporation that makes products out of aluminum. And honestly, you've created some pretty amazing things. Tea kettles, foil, airplane parts. But one thing that sucks about manufacturing aluminum is that it's a super messy process. Because guess what? Raw aluminum doesn't come all perfect and soft and ready to be molded into a frying pan. It needs to be chemically processed and broken down. And this chemical process produces a lot of highly toxic chemicals like ammonia, methane, and fluoride. And we're not talking about the natural fluoride that occurs in caves and stuff. We're talking about an artificial, man-made fluoride compound that is way more toxic. Like, really, really toxic. Hydrofluorosilicic acid does not occur in nature. It's a man-made molecule. And it eats through concrete, glass, stainless steel, fiberglass, plastic. You name it, it'll eat it. The problem is, it would be super expensive to dispose of this toxic fluoride in a safe and responsible way. So, it's a 1930s factory owner to do. Hmm, why not pipe it into the air or, or dump it in the river? I mean, come on, it's the 1930s. This is the dawn of the industrial age. No one cares that factories are dumping toxic chemicals into the river. No one even knows what the long-term effects are <laughs> that this is part one of that video uh it's pretty interesting the history here and how they blatantly just put it on the people now this is the good one okay you guys on the radio you're you're not going to see this uh because really there is no audio to be heard by what's going on but basically this is a chicken and i'm i'm sure kate is going to like this too this is a chicken and the guy lifts the chicken up and i just want you to see What's going on here? 
because he's going to find that this chicken is taking care of little ones that are not her own. Oh, she's keeping, she's keeping some little kittens warm. Yep, three little kittens there. And uh, isn't that interesting? I, I saw this, and maybe it's a little cheesy or whatever, but I, I thought about, boy, how, how, how much better the human race would be if we looked after each other this way, huh? Even those who are on our own. And uh, here's this chicken sitting on these little kittens and uh, keeping them warm. So uh, hopefully that makes your day with a good video. Uh, now, with that said, uh, we're going to have to get on with things quickly because Kate's got to head out because she has something that's coming up tonight at 6 p.m. UK time. That's 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. We're going to carry it at the Sons of Liberty. I got with G-Sing yesterday. We got the embed code. So we're going to have that up. Let me uh, get off the video screen here. And I'll just pop this up real quick. Got to dig in here and get it out. Um, well, now it went it went away on me. Uh, but I do want to put this up. We're going to have this up um, today. Okay. For those of you interested in one of Kate's talks, Avoiding and Reversing Disease Naturally. Again, it'll be at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, we're going to have that on sonsoflibertymedia.com. It'll be in an article form. Just look for that. We're going to post it promptly at one o'clock. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you'll be able to watch it live right there. Okay, and then I'm assuming since it's on Rumble, once it's done, there'll be a repeat. So if you miss it, don't worry. It'll still be there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But it is our health and wellness show today. And as always, we have with us Kate Chimarani live over there from England. Good morning, Kate. <laughs> Oh, good morning. What a busy morning I've had. I had to get up at five to do a live interview on TNT, uh, which was called, um, what was it? What was the show called? God, I gosh, I should have remembered. It was um, the Politically Incorrect Show. And it was with these two old geezers from <laughs> Australia. And they were great. They were great. These two old Aussie guys. Um and I realized then that it wasn't on camera at the last minute. So I didn't bother taking my pajamas off. I did it in my pajamas. Uh, so I did that show this morning, which was interesting at seven o'clock. And I'm very pleased to report that TNT, which is a big uh, station that goes everywhere, have offered me my own show. What? And you're talking about the Turner News people? T TNT, yeah. TNT. Really? They, they have yeah, they've they've asked if I would like an hour slot. My Interesting! Own show, wow. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, don't worry, my loyalty is here. I was here first, um, <laughs> but uh, so that was kind of cool. And then I went on the forest with uh, Catherine, Katrina, as I call her, and her name's not really, really Katrina; it's Catherine. So we had a good old hike on the forest, and spring is here. The flowers are out there. The temperature, even though we had snow last week, and of course, whenever there's snow in the UK, everyone runs out and buys milk and bread. I don't know why. Um, so uh, I just wanted to um, start with a few things because this is really, really important. This week in the press, we've had this footballer called Gary Lineker, who is public funded, really, for the BBC. And you have to pay a license for your TV to watch the BBC so it's taxpayers' money that funds his salary. And they've had him in the press everywhere making a political statement regarding the asylum seekers, how um, we should we should just basically what he's his statement is, is that, you know, it was wrong to stop them all coming in. Basically, that's what it's implying. So all the public are like, well, you can have them at your house then, Gary. You can house them all. 
and you can pay for them all. Um, and then, of course, last week we had uh, WhatsApp Gate with Matt Hancock and the lady that's been doing his book, I understand, and she's leaked all these so-called text messages. And that's made it into the mainstream where he's talking about how they've got to bring on a variant because this, they need to, quote, frighten the pants off the public even more. And what's interesting is his profile picture on WhatsApp. So one would assume that this is his private WhatsApp. So why would he have the same picture that you see everywhere? Now, you see, I'm not buying any of it because we know that the devil's the great deceiver. I'm not buying any of it. I believe that the Matt Hancock WhatsApp gate is is a distraction. And I now think the Gary Lineker thing is a big distraction because all of the um, idol idolizers, idolaters, uh, is that the right word? Um, you got it. Have, have come out in support of Gary Lineker and what is football? It's idolatry. And they're paid huge sums of money. And most of them, um, yeah, they are. I mean, I, I interviewed... Um, wonderful Matt Letizia last week and I know from my days younger days as a model um what goes on with these young footballers when they've got lots of money we don't need to even pretend we know what they're like we know what happens with even um who is the wonderful golfing guy in America um the black guy you're talking about Tiger Woods yeah and look at all yep. of that so yep. this is nothing new when you know when you have that much money thrown at you and and they they boss in women for you and all the rest of it so I believe this is a big distraction because what's happening behind the scenes is the digital passport, the digital pass that you've got to have to get in everywhere. The uh, the getting everyone on. Are you finished, Dave? <laughs> he's right. He's get up. He's sneezing into my carrot and apple juice. <laughs> anyway, uh, right on cue. So I believe that this is all a distraction because they're bringing in this uh, financial, everybody's got to be on the one blockchain. We're hearing out the banks and uh, I'm, I'm about to move some money, some more money into Daisy um, and take my chance there because my money's doubled in Daisy, doubled since the beginning of December. Amazing with the endotech. Um, so I think it is all a distraction and they are pushing ahead. These people are fighting for their lives. They're pushing ahead with the 15-minute cities. Uh, and I think it's just a distraction with Gary Lineker and Matt Hancock because... So here's the crux of it. So everybody knows. Let me put it all into one big statement so that everybody understands it. We have a lady in the UK called Julia Neuberger. And she was the one who said that the Liverpool care pathway, uh, that was a good death. Um, and what was the Liverpool care pathway? It was supposed to have been, um, in her words, phased out, why they couldn't just stop it. And she told the public that it had been, it was being stopped. And of course, it hasn't been stopped. We've had another decade of killing. And that Liverpool care pathway is where they took away all the food and water from the patients and they put them on benzodiazepines and opioids. Now, Hillary Clinton liked that Liverpool care pathway and she brought it to you guys in America. That's exactly what she did. And then you had Obama um, with his Obamacare. And I've read those documents where they actually talk about mercy killing. It actually states in it mercy killing. Um, so this Julia Neuberger, Baroness, Rabbi Julia Neuberger, is married 
to a lecturer from i think it's chase business school in london in the city and they lecture on the whole pensions thing pensions keep pensions in the forefront of your mind a minute so the pensions had been spent and there was a huge problem that it was going to go bust as was pharmaceutical companies so what did they do well all the elderly suddenly were euthanized yes they were in fact they were murdered because they didn't consent and we know that that happened with 90.99.9 million milligrams is it 9.9 million milligrams 9.9 million milligrams of midazolam was ordered by matt hancock and andrew sabinski was with him and the other guy that's the mp that's the doctor who looks like a, a computer generated image i can't remember what his name is but he was the one and he said what's a good death and he said it, it's it's midazolam and a syringe driver and then i added on and a useful idiot to give it and they used 9.9 .9 million milligrams in several months during that first wave absolutely shocking 83 percent of those that went into the hospital that died were given this midazolam and in Texas, I believe in Texas, it was over 84%. The exact amount is on my British Nursing Alliance, and it's also on Twitter and Facebook. It was over 84%. It was between 80 and 90% of those that died in Texas also died after receiving medazolam. Wow. So what you actually, yeah, what so, you can so actually. Let me interject here just a second, because some people often will pop in and they'll go, well, I don't want to hear what's going on in England because I want to hear what's going on in America. Well, if it's going on in England, it's more than likely going on here somewhere. And Kate just tied it in for you for, for Texas. And if it's going on in Texas, it's going on in other states too. Absolutely. I'm going to find this for you right now. Okay. Because I've got the exact, I, I would have sent it to you, Tim. I know that I bombard you. Um, <laughs> I do get a lot I of do. stuff there. Yeah. I, I do, because I can remember, and I would like to thank Stuart Wilkie, who tirelessly researches and then calls me up and we wonder whether I should put it out and go into hiding. Um, <laughs> we, we, we do talk about that. And then I go, no, don't worry. The Lord is with me. No one can stand against me. <laughs> and um, so that's exactly what happened. They are in lockstep with one another. They're all in lockstep. They're all uh going by the same script and when you see figures that are almost identical so let me tell you julia back to julia neuberger while i scroll these messages and find it is married to this gentleman so the pensions the pension is amount that you pay out of your your money that you earn to pension is based on your life expectancy. So what has happened during the last two years is that we have been told life expectancy has decreased. And you only need to decrease it a little bit for it to have an impact. So life expectancy has decreased. And the retirement age, the age at which you are allowed to retire and collect your state pension, has increased so you're going to be living less your life in years is, is has come down but the the years that you must work has gone up but guess what else 
So they're making more money, right? If you're if you're collecting your pension later, but you're living less, that means you're paying into the pension scheme longer. Would you agree, Tim? Yep, that's what it is. Yep. So you're all with me on that one. But guess what? The amount that you pay based on your projected lifespan, which we now know has come down, has not changed. So you're paying just as much money as you were when it was projected that you were living a certain amount of years, but now you're living less. You're paying just the same amount of money in, but you're working longer. So what is happening to these pension funds? They're getting they're swelling again. They're getting more and more money in. Now, if you think that you're going to be collecting your pension or for a considerable amount of time and enjoying your retirement, you're deluded because according to their funnel system, anyone who's over 18 who's breathless, you're going to be going on this uh, treatment plan that is going to see you wearing one outfit and one outfit only. And it's a zip up bag and a couple of tags. They all check in, that, but they don't check out. That is exactly what is planned for you. So they are going to make you sick. Oh, yes, they are. They're doing it. And you're not going to be collecting your pension. And if you are, it's not going to be for very long. But you're still going to be paying in quite a lot of money out of what you earn into it. And on top of that, we have Jeremy Hunt, who was pivotal in writing Exercise Sickness, the preparedness document of 2016 that they didn't want in the public view because they said it would frighten them. Uh, he stated that they can't tax the rich, so they're going to tax the elderly. So that's where they keep you in hospital when you've got your own property, then slap a doll on you to take away your liberty so you can't go out of there. Then you go into one of these care homes that 93% are owned by two companies whose accounts are in the Cayman Islands. You're going to go in there till they get down to your last 100K because they can have and put a charge on everything that you own down to your last 100K. Then it would appear that you get bumped off. Oh, yes. And then that last 100K, the care home can then start siphoning off because they charge right up until your bed is refilled. And there is an abundant supply at the moment of oldies. And if the uh, treatment age for breathlessness is age 18, 18, and they class breathlessness anything over 20, anything over 20, 12 to 20. And in America, you can have more breaths uh, than in the UK before you're classed as breathless because, I don't know, maybe you've got gills. Who knows? Um, but... I know that it's not unusual and there are peer-reviewed evidence-based studies to back the fact that some elderly, their respirations normally can be over 30. So this is what's happening now. NG31 guideline in the UK, NG31 is an end-of-life care guideline. In order to be placed on end-of-life, NG31, you must have had a terminal diagnosis. Now, we have critical frailty scores six through nine is where they could remove essential food, water, medication. So nine is if you are terminally ill and you could have a year to live. Now, I don't know what anyone feels about that, but a year to live if you're 95 is a long time. It's a long time. A year to live if you're a baby is a long time. 
in that child's life thus far. So I don't agree with that diagnosis because I've seen people many, many times who've been told they're terminal and they're alive and well. One was four decades later, one was four, uh, three and a half dec- uh, decades later. Uh, one young man was in a hospice age 14 and I interviewed him age 21 and that was years ago and he's still alive today. So I don't necessarily. And one's on that. camera over a decade later. Yep. Yeah, 11 years. And you know, well, I, I wasn't terminal, but according to three independent periods. Well, that's studies, what they told you was going to happen if you didn't if you didn't take chemo. Yeah, that you my were brother-in-law die. said that. Yeah. And three independent peer-reviewed studies said said that, absolutely. My consultant never said it. He said, well, we hope. But according to the three studies that I read, if I did everything that they offered, I had a 20% chance of uh, surviving two years, zero at five. So if we if we then look at that again, as soon, and there was a TV program in the UK several years ago, which, were, which was discussing this, where when someone has a do not resuscitate order placed on them, both the doctor and the nurses on this TV program said, well, yeah, once that do not resuscitates on them, um, they tend to get just kind of left. You know, they, we don't really, they get kind of pushed in the corner. So if you know that someone's got a do not resuscitate on them, you know, they're not going to give them food and water. They're not going to go and attend to their needs. They're going to just keep giving them pain control. It shouldn't be like that because if someone's not having their their observations done and we're not feeding them water, what are we doing? We're hastening a death, which is murder. So especially if you're giving them morphine and midazolam and you've written it out, then then you know it's going to end their lives. So so one has to argue here, if NG31 needs a terminal diagnosis and according to those guidelines um, one must take into account and address the patient's hydration that's the liquids that they have the patient's nutrition their their calorie needs and also um, all of their activities of daily living taking care of them maintaining a safe environment there you know you should be doing all that nursing care and you cannot cannot hasten a death, which means when you're giving these benzodiazepines and opioids, you must have the antidote at hand in case you give them too much. So if that's NG31, end of life care, why were these patients with COVID-19 given opioids, benzodiazepines with no respirations taken, with all food, water and essential medication removed? If only and do not resuscitates on them, then it could have only been for one thing to intend to end their lives. Yeah. It has to have been only it's premeditated that. murder. There's no doubt about it. Ab- absolutely. So NG163 had 11 doctors, the 10, the one doctor that organized it and the 10 doctors who signed it with him. So that's 11 in total. I shared that on Twitter and on my Telegram page. You just need to scroll down and look at where my name is on the posts. Maria posts a lot for us. Um, And you'll see that particular post. So those patients that were put on NG163, it was, there was no way out of that once they were on it. And why were they do not resuscitate? Um, Surely do not resuscitate means if they cardiac arrest, you don't resuscitate them. Well, they were ensuring cardiac arrest by giving them these drugs and it states on the bottom of the guidelines you know basically don't concern yourself and withhold the uh, midazolam and opioid um if they have breathing problems you know don't worry about that just carry on giving it 
Really? That's going to depress it. So, so if you can see the whole picture now from above, they have just assassinated, executed, murdered an entire generation, changed the lifespan of an adult, the this, the age at which you can collect your pension changed as well in the last couple of years. And they legalized and, it in the process. Yeah. And now you, you can see what this was all about. It's just saved the pensions. It saved the pharmaceutical companies. And they did a massive call. Now, when in history do, did we see other big culls? And I'm sure they were all exactly the same. I'm sure it will go around and around. And I'm sure as mankind will survive, I'm sure if we don't do anything this time in another 80 to 100 years, you'll be looking at the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's absolutely right. That's exactly what will happen. And of course, you know, premeditated murder in the, in the Bible required a death penalty. This is why I think people are so frustrated with people like Albert Burla, the guy from uh, the couple of guys from Moderna, uh, and some of these guys just being, you know, put on a pedestal and making all this money. And we know what these guys have done. We know what they've done. It's not. It's like watching Jeffrey Dahmer be on television and make a lot of money, and uh, and in the process, not be not no justice brought to him. No due process being put forth, no investigation, no um, uh, prosecution, no execution of the justice that should be brought upon their heads. Of course, I, you know, I, Bradley made mention of uh, some of the illegal immigrants coming into the, into the 18 states. And uh, I, I remember it was a year or two ago, he made mention of the number of people who had been um, killed. Uh, not, not, let me change that. The number of babies who had been murdered in the womb, uh, equivalent to 18 states. And he says, now the illegal immigrants are coming in and, uh, they're, they're coming into 18 different states here in, in the U S and I'll tell you what, some of those people that right or wrong, they'll take it out. They'll, they'll start finding out what's going on and they'll start executing that justice, unlike the Americans who sit back and wait on somebody else to do it. But uh, in any case, this kind of leads us up to what our topic is. Are doctors really our best choice or should we be looking to minister our health to ourselves and our families? And I got to tell you, you know, last week you, I told you about my ear. I can't even hear out of the thing now. I went to the doctor on Monday um, because I, I had to have it. It was, it was making my eyes close. I guess the swelling got so much, it was pinching a nerve or something. And I couldn't even keep my eyes open. I couldn't do the show Monday or Tuesday. So, um, that's, I had, I mean, I, I just didn't have, I didn't know what to do. I wish I did know what to do and save myself an arm and a leg, uh, for what they took from me to, to go and, and to see them and to get the, the antibiotics. Uh, it stopped the pain, it let my eyes work, but I, it just feels like I can't hear anything out of it. So, What's what's yeah. our choices so, so here for the doctor you know, versus ourselves? Well, well, basically, you know what what Tim's talking about here is he's had a, an infection in his ear, and you've got a buildup of pressure behind the eardrum, and that's why you get the pain, you get the stabbing pain, and then what often happens is the patient was will all of a sudden feel fluid coming out of their ear, and that's when the eardrums uh, perforated. It does heal, and you'll get clear fluid coming out, and then you can't hear. 
And you then you have a portal for infection, which is why you shouldn't go swimming. You have to be very careful that you don't get bacteria in your ear. But one has to look at, well, why are we getting that infection? Because this body is a fantastic piece of uh, equipment that were, you know, was created in the Lord's image for us to experience this life in. And so we have to look at why do we get infection? Well, we generally get infection. And I'm, I know you're guilty of this, Tim Brown, um, because your adrenals are, you know, functioning really high because you don't sleep enough mm. and you get up. I'm um, sleeping a lot Ill. now, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, you are, but, uh, because you were unwell and your body's telling you you need to sleep. So what actually happens is, um, you know, you'll become um, you'll you'll become run down and your your um, immunity becomes compromised. The other thing is, as we've said, you know, for every oh, I listen every now and again, I have a blowout. And do you know when I when I'm at my weakest is when I'm tired if I've not had enough sleep, and that will make me crave sugar, which is it's normal. Your body's craving energy, but for every molecule of sugar then we're going to use up 56 molecules of magnesium. And also when our adrenals are high because we're not sleeping, then it pushes down our thyroid gland and down goes our immunity. So when we talk about ministering uh, our health to ourselves, I mean, there's many things that you could have done. You could have steamed up an onion and then you squeeze that onion. You know, you cut it with the stalks at the top, cut it in, you, you cut it in half, you steam it. And then you squeeze that onion and get some liquid onto a teaspoon from the onion, let it uh, cool, and you can actually tip that into the ear. Um, I wouldn't do it if you've already got to the stage where you've got a perforated eardrum. Uh, you can put a poultice with an onion, steamed up onion, underneath a, you know, one of those headbands, you know, a Nike one, if you like, and you can put that over the ear and it will also draw out bacteria. These are all things that you can do. Um, but when I say about um, do do we do we start to learn to minister health to ourselves? We we don't have any choice here now. Uh, you you uh, you used to go to the doctor decades ago because you'd been ran over by a horse and car, or you'd fallen off the roof as a stonemason, whatever, um, or you had an infection. But the majority of our healthcare now is degenerative disease. And we know that the food is poisonous. We know that the water is poisonous. You've just played a video about aluminium, uh, sorry, about fluoride. You know, fluoride was a byproduct of the aluminium industry and they had to get rid of it. So what did they do? They put it in the water supply. It's in everything. It's in psychiatric drugs. They put it in everything and it has a horrific effect on the skeleton. And when you get old, it has a horrific effect on every part of your body. But when you get old and you're, you start to break down your skeleton, uh, actually, you know, I don't forget our skeleton remodels all the time. You know, our eye cells are replaced every three, two to three days. Our mucous membrane is every, what, five, four to five days. Cells renew themselves. Well, our skeleton is no different. We renew our bodies constantly. But as your bone, you start to lose bone as you age, all of that fluoride that's in your skeletal, uh, you know, your, your skeleton is going to be released once more and, and liberated it back into your blood supply and you, where you've had fluorosis and you get poisoned all over again. It's horrific. And um, so we have to look at if we're going to minister ourselves. And it's a very, very simple thing of we have to remove the offending thing first. And as soon as you do that, then you can then start to replenish now, so if we're removing the offending thing that's making us sick, um, 
we we have to think about well what are our symptoms do people actually listen to their body do they watch their body now if i go and eat a dirty bag of chips crisps i call them you call them potato chips my joints hurt and if i don't if i as soon as i've stopped after three to four days they don't hurt anymore so my body's telling me you've just done something i don't like and now you've got fire in your joints inflammation so my body's telling me, okay, what's in those potato chips? Well, the potatoes, they're okay, but they're cooked at high temperature, which makes an acrylamide, which is toxic, it's carcinogenic, and they're cooked in oil, which is going to push the oxygen away from the cell. So you've got to remove the offending thing first, but now you have to flood the body. So if you were getting an ear infection, you have to look at, well, why, why am I getting an ear infection? What's going on with my immunity? Well, it's clearly dipped. Excuse me, I'm absolutely, um, I'm shivering here. And I, I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> I've got the, you know, you'd laugh. I bought the, I bought the cat upstairs. Gloria Gaynor's got a, an electric blanket for a pet. She's up there like the queen. Because uh, I thought, I'm not putting the heating on for the whole house. And I was worried about her. She's now like flat out on her electric blanket 24 hours a day. All she needs is a big Panatella cigar. <laughs> And the rest of us are freezing. <laughs> um, so, so you have, and again, that's another thing. If you are cold all the time, that puts pressure on your body, and so that will also put you under stress, which is also going to push down your thyroid, push up your adrenals. So, it's not just about what you're eating and what you're drinking. If you're ministering health to yourself, you've got to look at everything from from dawn to dusk. So, first of all, what time are you getting up? Are you in your correct circadian rhythm? Are you sleeping? Uh, even when you sleep in nylon and these microfibers, it changes the electrical field around the body. And that is why, what did they used to wear, Tim? Was it linen and flax, flax from yeah. flax? Uh, yeah. And that was what we were meant to wear, natural cloth. So when we're wearing it, and I'm wearing it, all these microfibers and, and these, um, synthetic fabrics it changes the electrical field around our body and we are electrical before we're chemical before we're physical as in this one the lord puts us in to our mothers so but we are electrical uh, and that's you can't deny that you know that's physics but also the way our heartbeat is the way our brain waves so so you've got to think about all of your you know what you, what you're exposing yourself to and are you sleeping enough are you going to bed at the right time you know, 10, 11 o'clock. Otherwise, that's going to push your, your stress hormones through the roof and then you're going to get sick. It's going to push down your immunity. What you're sleeping in, what detergents you're using. And then, you know, when you when you get up, what are you doing then? Are you eating? You've naturally fasted. Are you eating nutritious foods? Are you drinking nutritious foods? Are you exposing yourself to loads of EMF? Um, are you exposing yourself to loads of chemicals in even new carpet? is so toxic it's so toxic because of the fire retardant in it the bromine and um you might you know people laugh and go oh you know if you think about all that you'd just be worrying yourself well no you you, you don't need to worry yourself because with one in two getting cancer um you you know it's a bit like russian roulette really when you're at one in two in fact russian roulette is probably better odds the chances of you getting sick are 50 50 and rising 
So you you could say, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to look at that as well. I'm going to look at everything that's around me and I'm going to start mitigating the risks and I'm going to start where I can removing them. So, and this is ministering health to yourself. This is not just um, waiting till you're sick. Why wait till you're sick before you try and make yourself well? Do you get my point here, Tim? Yep. Why wait till you're sick? So you should be doing it while you're fit enough, young enough, and have the motivation enough to make the changes. So you can take away everything that's toxic. Then you can go, you know, think about when when the sun is at the, the highest point, try and tie in doing some walking. People go, oh, well, I have to work. I don't have time for exercise. What you kept telling me that you can't park several blocks away and walk those last few blocks, brisk walk them. Yes, you can. Um, you can get up 15, 20 minutes earlier every day. There's no such thing as can't, only shan't and won't. And um, this is, you know, what people do. Um, they say, oh, I don't have time to make breakfast, then make it the night before, put it in a container. It's actually just laziness. It's laziness. And if if you don't uh, plan, plan, plan to fail, basically, because that healthcare system is the meat grinder. They're going, they're going to make sure that you do not draw your pension. That absolutely, they're doing it. And, and don't think, oh, they won't do that. They've just done it. They've just, they've just got rid of an entire generation of elderly. That's exactly what they've done. So, so then, you know, that's your, your food and you've got to think about your clean water and how are you going to get clean water? And then you, you've got to think about, you know, even what you're exposed to around your body. So all of these things, you can, you can mitigate those risks a little bit. You can do this. And I, I constantly hear people going, Oh, I can't afford that. It costs such a, you know, it's 40 pounds. But then you find out, just like I always say, they've got cable TV. They've got a mobile phone. They go on holiday and it, it's really about viewing the most expensive item that you have possibly got in your life is your your body your life that's it yeah and well, in the and bible in the bible would lay it out that it's our body is the temple of the holy spirit and so as the temple was adorned as it was it was built with some of the most expensive things gold and then they had the cedars and all of the artisans that were used in that in the same way it was a very valuable place our, our bodies are that way as well. Um, let me pull over here to just real quickly, Deuteronomy chapter 7. We're told there in verse 12, Wherefore it shall come to pass, if ye hearken to these judgments, and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and mercy which he swore unto thy fathers. He will love thee, bless thee, multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb, the fruit of thy land, thy corn, thy wine, thy oil, the increase of thy kind, all the stuff that's supposed to make you healthy, right? And the flocks of thy sheep, and in the land which he swore unto the fathers to give thee, thou shalt be blessed above all people, thou shalt not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle, and the Lord will take away from thee all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. And thou shalt consume all the people which the Lord thy God shall deliver thee. Thine eye shall not have no pity upon them, neither shall thou serve their gods, for their for that will be a snare unto thee, if thou shalt say in thy heart, These nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? Uh, thou shalt not be afraid of them. And it goes on from there. But he clearly tells the people, hey, if you'll obey me, 
I think in that obedience, he does give wisdom for these kinds of things of what you're talking about, of understanding. And I, I, when I stop and think about that, I think about how he's used you to give many of us some wisdom about things we didn't know. And not just you, but other people. But, but I know that he uses his people in that process of giving that wisdom to keep them uh, not only healthy, but also godly. I mean, the point is not just to have a healthy body and a a wicked heart. It is to have a clean heart. It is to have a new heart that God produces in us. You know, uh, we have in our bathroom, it created me a clean heart. The cry of David created me a clean heart, oh God. Right? So it's not just we've got a good physical body, but we ha we're clean mentally. We're, we're healthy spiritually and, and all of that in the process. Yeah. I, and, um, you know, when... When you're stressed, when you start to get stressed, you, you, you hear often of this thing called adrenal fatigue, where your adrenal glands are just, you know, piling out this adrenaline and you get adrenal fatigue. So what happens? You, you then start to have to use your, um, your cholesterol to make all the hormones. So what do you see? You see your cholesterol level going up. And what are we told by our, medical system you have to remember that the doctors are trained in the rockefeller system the rockefeller system that has um reset the international tuning in 1939 to the devil's interval the rockefeller system that bought into everything petroleum everything they bought into all of medicine these are the people that tell you to eat sugar these are the people that whilst you're having uh, agent, uh, sorry, uh, mustard gas pumped you in, into your veins for cancer. They, they're feeding you cake and biscuits with, with sugar in them. And, you know, if you're, if you're having sugar, you're just compounding the problem because then it's going to bind with your protein and block your blood vessels. And, you, and we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of being really tired, then eating sugar. Um, our cholesterol goes up and we're told, oh, it's the fat. And look at that, that as well, that whole system. Fat makes you fat. No, it doesn't. The three essential food groups are fat, protein, and fiber. So the fiber is in your, your carbohydrates, and that will be enough to sweep the guts. They're the essential food groups. You can cut down on your carbs, but you need the fiber, you need the fat and you need the protein, be it from animal protein or be it your legumes, your lentils. And um, it doesn't say anywhere in there, oh, you know, you need, you need to have uh, slices of bread and processed foods and pasta and from the hybridized wheat. What happens when you have excess sugar, as I, we've talked about on the show, it's going to bind to your protein and fur up your blood vessels. Also, you've then got on top of that. So if we're talking about ministering health, you need to be aware of your EMFs. You need to be aware of everything. Is it safe to go to your doctor? Now, last week, there was a new drug came on the market in the UK. Of course it did. So it's been in America. It'll be in America as well. And it's for fat so that you can lose weight. And it interrupts the chemical processes in your brain. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Gosh, um, wow. I'm fat. I want to lose weight. Uh, I might mess up my brain in the process. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and this drug, I think, is, I think it's either 73 pounds a month or, or 76 pounds a month. So they are prepared to make you fat, although they're not putting a funnel in your mouth like faux gras 
you know, they're not force feeding you. You do have a choice. I've seen you all queuing up at McDonald's, um, but they are giving you these foods and you're happily eating them and taking your children to eat this stuff. It's not actually a food. And and you, then you're going to get sick and what? You're going to go to your doctor and he's going to give you a pill to keep, well, it's actually an injection. It's a vial. I mean, you're going to breach the integrity of your skin to lose the weight that you've put on yourself because you've eaten the poison that they've put under your nose. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I just think to myself, maybe they should hold the vial in their mouth for 24 hours and do a little fast and they'd lose weight naturally if someone just strapped <laughs> it between their teeth. That might but work. The, the point is, you know, when I say what could possibly go wrong, let's interrupt the chemical process of the body. Now, we've talked about this on the show. When you bring in um, uh, anti-inflammatories, you are going to block many processes in the body, chemical pathways, because you're going to, it's the, it blocks the COX-1, COX-2 pathway. So what's then going to happen is, you're not going to be able to make prostaglandins. So you're not going to be able to make all these different things. So let me just get this right. So let's just talk about anti-inflammatory. You take the anti-inflammatories and your painful joint might go. It's not really going. You just don't feel the pain anymore. But guess what? You can no longer make osteoclasts to break down your skeleton to then make the cement that stimulates your osteoblast to rebuild your skeleton. You're not going to do that bit. You're just going to be putting good wow. bone on top of the rock stuff. So you're just going to get bone. That's It's like running the tarmacking machine over the road that's got great big cracks in it with holes. You're just putting a bit more tarmac over the top. You're not going to get a good dense bone, are you? Well, that's what anti-inflammatories do, as, uh, along with masses of other things that they infect, affect. But they're going to affect your skeleton. So what's going to happen? You're going to initially go to your doctor, go to your quack. Oh, I've got painful joints. Oh, it's just old age. You're getting old. It's a bit of arthritis. Oh, okay. What should I do? Now, I'm going to give you what actually was said to one patient who is nearly 80 years of age. How do I know this? Because it's my mother. Uh, she puts all her faith in the quack. I mean, who would have dared think that when I'm her daughter? But anyway, she she was told, you have osteoporosis because she fractured a bone in her back, laying patio slabs, I hasten to add, in her 70s. Um, so she's told, go away. Here's your anti-inflammatories and here is your osteoporosis drug, your calcium tablets. So she's taking these other drugs and she's taking the calcium tablets as well that isn't going into the bones. Nope. It's going into a soft tissue and her blood vessels. So she's got a problem with her heart beat now. So she goes into atrial fibrillation, which is very dangerous. And now she's also got other problems wrong. And she's now on a, a collection of medication. And all because of her first initial problem that she had a break. But the worst bit was the doctor told her to have a glass of milk every day. And Alistair, who's been on your show, because he had loss of bone density because they put him on prednisolone for uh, nearly 18 years. And there was only studies for three months. So his bones were like Swiss cheese. They told him to drink three pints of milk a day, three pints of milk a day. Now, what happens? You're saying, well, isn't that going to make my bones dense? Well, no, it's not. Because what's going to happen is you're going to become very acidic. 
And in order for your body to bring that that back to the pH it should be, it's going to pull calcium from your bones. And once it's done its job and homeostasis is set and you're now the correct pH, that calcium can't go back into the bones. So it sits in your soft tissue and your blood vessels. So do you see what well, they isn't do? isn't that nice? Yeah, exactly. Wow. So. So, Kate, we got yeah, about two and a half minutes. I know you got to head out real quick, but I just want to give you a time frame there. If you want a final word here, because we're about two minutes in, two minutes, two minutes to the end of the show. And if you want to kind of get your gist in of what you're what you're talking about here, I'm gonna give you the time. Yeah, frame. well, I'm working really hard okay. to get these websites up, and I would like everybody really. You've got to get on this. You have got to minister health to yourself. You need to be the one, and if you don't know it, we'll teach you. But you have got to learn how this fantastic vehicle works and how you stop it from breaking down. And if it breaks down, you have to be able to recognize it and you have to be able to know how to fix it. And you can do this. Kate, and there's a there's a quick question, if, if you'll let me ask it. Um, yeah. Can you take a boron sub supplement for bones? You can. But why, why do you, you know, what you should be doing is eating the right foods and you should be keeping your skeleton strong by doing what? skipping rebounding earthing um please buy an earthing mat from your grounding mat the links on the show um but really if you're out there growing your own food what are you doing naturally you're earthing you're using your body you're getting strong and you're growing your own food mm. so i think stop thinking i'm going to reach for a supplement and think my food is going to be nutrient dense because i'm growing it and my small garden is going to be biodynamic i've got i i met the most amazing guy who's helping me do it all knows how to do it knows what to do even knows investing it he's doing an investment course but he's just like no, we do it now. We don't want to get out because now, incidentally, you've got to have licenses to have chickens in this country. You've got to have a permit and register your chickens. Yeah. Can you imagine that? What are you in prison for? Oh, I didn't register my birds. <laughs> but you don't have to register. You don't have to register your budgery guard or your parrot or your it's cockatoo. Crazy. It's crazy. Because your house is airtight and the virus, you know, the bird flu, Donald Rumsfeld, so he can sell all his Tamiflu and get even richer. Donald Rumsfeld, um, that apparently, you know, doesn't, it only affects your chickens that are producing eggs. That's incredible. You know, Kate, we're, we're, we're out of time here. Uh, so, so we can get you on to where you need to be, but thank you as always for that. And you know what, uh, this, the, what you just said about working in the garden, all that stuff that's going on just from that to me, mm. that is the issue of, of freedom. This is the issue of what I'm talking about, about getting out of the system where you're not in debt where you're not indebted for all the stuff you've got, you're doing it yourself, and you're healthy for it, and you're a lot better off. Bradley, be with it three. Have a great weekend, great Lord's Day, and we'll see you 6 a.m., Lord willing, on Monday. Adios.